I want to ask you something, Anna. I want to ask you right now. So we're, what, a couple of hours until showtime for you in the sense that you're about to do a live show? Not live show. Well, it's live oh. in front of a studio audience. Yeah, thanks for asking me about this. But yeah. I, I do have a question for you about that. Yeah. Because right now you seem very calm, but I look, I kind of liken it to an athlete before a big game, right? Is it more of, of, of that where you have to pump yourself up? Is it, or do you get a little nervous? Like, What are some of your pre-game or pre-show rituals that you do in, to pump yourself up? Or is it just one of those things where you just jump right in and it's just, it's just, uh, Oh, they, thanks. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. Um, I'll do like, I'll put on like tech nine and I'll do some pushups. <laughs> like, wait, what's tech nine? Oh, oh, I'll play it for you in a minute. Oh wait. Oh no, no. Is that the song yeah, yeah. you always play for yeah, me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so, so you do pump yourself up with that. Yeah, I do. Um, it's the, my new pages that are arriving. That's always fun. Um, because they change the script at the last minute all the time. So then everything you learn, you kind of have to like Re-learn. throw out the window and yeah. now you're a few hours, a couple hours away exactly. from, from the show and they have to relearn all of this. Exactly. And you, we get, um, in this format, we get about two, two takes, um, and then we're moving on. So if you, if you, it, it does feel like what I would imagine being, um, on a baseball team, like, okay, you're up to bat. Like this is, this is your shot. Whereas in single camera stuff, you, um, you know, you, especially now with, um, with the sort of the difference in technology, you have multiple, multiple takes, right. and whatever you can fuck around and improv, but this is an incredibly precise format. And so there is that pressure of like, okay, I bet I can't fuck this up. I want to do exactly what I, I want to be able to perform the performance that I want. Take one, you know? I have to say, I have seen you do this a bunch now. I've seen your show live a few times now. And I have to say that you and Allison, you two are such consummate professionals. The way you just go out there and you nail it every single time. My scenes, it's really hard to do. And you do thanks, it so well. Thanks. Well, the audience is amazing. It's, it's energizing. But also working with Allison, she, I feel like we're, we're dance partners that have been working together for, you know, year. Well, we have been. But, um, yeah, no, so yeah, I'm about to do the show, and it's our hundred and second show. Congratulations. Thank Wait, you. Wait, hold on. So I epi- still hundred episodes, that means syndication money, that means cha-ching, right? Cha-ching? I hope. Is that what it means, right? I don't know. Syndication I, I, means, holy shit, you're going to be able to buy like a yacht now, right? Hey, I don't know. Can I be your first mate on your new yacht You'd after your syndication money? You'd be the worst first mate. <laughs> like, Zim. Where the fuck is my prosciutto? <laughs> <laughs> I, but anyway, thanks for asking me. It is a high anxiety time. Okay, well, and let's... And so if I sound a little anxious right now, that's why. And now here's Colin Hanks, your former co-star, Colin fuck Hanks. when people are cruel or like exposing like their lack of imagination no i like people that are witty oh well, you've come to the right place <laughs> <laughs> oh god you're sweet that was, was that right like place. that was it was a pretty good fake are you good at fake laughing i don't know oh i hope so 
I mean, if I'm wear makeup for a living professionally, I better be good at fake laughing. I'm. I'm kind of. <laughs> that's good. That's a boisterous. What if it's you were like? One. But what if you were playing a really shy character that had to giggle, you know, on a first date? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to see you, Colin. It's so good to see you, sweetie. Thank you. Of course. My pleasure. Um, will you tell everyone uh, our history together? Well, let's see. It started with the house bunny. It sure did. That was the house, the foundation of this house. Yes. Um, but yeah, I came like kind of last minute on house bunny. Like I remember getting like frantic calls and emails like, Oh, will you will you do this? Heather Perry was like reaching out to me. So will, will you will you please do this? Were you like, no, I'm not going to be a part of a movie that I'm not. I don't want to be in a movie that stars a. Play. Well, but I told you this. You don't remember, but this is 100 percent true. So my friend Adam Milano, who was working at Sony at the time, he was the yeah, one that reached out. I love Adam. And him and Heather were, were really close. And he introduced me to Heather and they said, will you do this? It like starts like next week. I read the script at an, in an empty baseball stadium before a baseball game. Cause I was in town from New York. I was living in New York at the time. And I read it and I'm like, yeah, this is good. This is, this is fine. Sure. Of course. And it was really based solely on the fact that I was such a fan of yours and I find you to be so oh. absolutely fearless in everything. Because I always really wrestle with that sort of stuff. Like, is this good? Is this funny? Are people going to think this is funny? Am I like, can I even do this? And I just always have admired you so much. So I sort of oh just did God, it Colin. blind faith on that. And it turns out I was right because you were really great. And I had a really good time. And so we started on that. And then I came back and did uh, The Mom Show. You which came. no one calls it. No one calls it that. The, the mom, mom show? show? <laughs> no one calls it the mom show. <laughs> Nobody calls it that. And our kids go to the same place, but wait, the kid the kid talk is a little bit boring sometimes. Yeah. Some, we can get into it if you have some well, amazing stories. Well, I mean, stories. if the, some listeners have kids, maybe they'll find it interesting, but a majority of the people <laughs> that do not have kids will they'll fucking be like, hate it. Fast forward. They will say, no, thank you. Um, but Colin, I loved working with you uh, in the house, Bunny. And on, and on mom. Um, but wait, will you talk the mom show, the mom show? Yeah. Will you talk a little bit more about like the fear of, um, kind of, I guess, letting yourself look like a fool. Cause I, I totally struggle with that, but I continue, I I do it because I want a car. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way I get hired. uh, Which it took me a very long time to realize is a totally legitimate thing. (laughs) That's totally legitimate to want that. No, you know, I think there was, because since without sounding too old, I think we both came up in the same sort of time where there were tons of teen movies and teen shows. And it was just, it was like a gold rush for actors of a certain age that were not maybe necessarily like the Disney set, but like just the WB and just like all that sort of stuff. And one of the things that I noticed was that there was this thing where 
a lot of comedies sort of started to just skewer towards, oh, well, let's just embarrass people as much as humanly possible. I feel like I was at the forefront of that with scary. Well, but right? I mean, yeah, I, I, but but here's what I'm here's where I'm going with this. It's very easy, I feel, for people to get swallowed up and eaten up and then chewed out by that kind of material, where you do that once, thinking, "All right, well, I'll do this, and then I'll go do a bunch of other stuff, and then maybe that hits and becomes super popular, and then no one ever wants to see you do anything else again that isn't that." Getting sprayed to the ceiling with sperm. There's that, or you know, fucking a pie, or any number of things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a million different. Yeah, yeah. There are literally a million different versions of all of these similar kinds of things variations on a theme. And so for me, I was always scared shitless of, uh, I'm not even concerned about cursing at this stage. Fuck cool. No. Um, so for me, I spent so much time and energy, like worrying about that and obsessing about it and like not going out for things because they had those elements. And, and then when I would go out and do that stuff, I would feel horrible when I was doing it and I felt like I wasn't performing well and like all of these things that a majority of people really don't care about. But when you're the one doing it, it's, you know, it it's keeps you up vulnerable. at night. Yes, it keeps you up at night. And you always struck me as someone that could play in that section of the sandbox but never got so dirty in it that you couldn't go and do other things. That's so kind of you. I may be totally wrong. You are. I don't think so. Because clearly <laughs> the mom show is shows that this I'm is... I'm just a, tenacious. <laughs> you uh, just want I, another you know car. I'm you like want a, another it's like car. A masochist. It's like I get some... Now I get some weird, like, fucked up ego rush out of totally humiliating myself. But, well, you know what? No, that, that's that's a large way to put it. But but you're completely right about the flood of um, that, that sort of 1999, 2000, 2001, 2002 yeah. time period where, you know, you're hustling all around town and there were a lot of teen movies. It, there was always that feeling like, what are my parents going to think? That's what was always running around in my head. But But I didn't know anybody and I was thrilled that I wasn't waiting tables anymore yeah. but it you want to be invited to the party but you also want to be able to stay at the party yeah and that was the thing that always scared me was oh I don't want to like get invited and then kind of be forced to leave or just sort of go like oh well he's just always he's just that kind of person and obviously like I already have my own baggage in terms of what people think of me <laughs> before I even what? show up Why? in something. Well, because it's uh, because I look and sound so much like somebody else that is so uh, beloved and adored and all that sort of stuff. And so a lot of people, like when I was starting out, they would say like, oh, well, he's a son of who? Oh, well, let's see and see if he's any good. And they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, he's pretty good. Or like, oh, you know, like whatever million versions of that there is. But for me the thing that I wanted to be able to do was I didn't want to get pigeonholed so early. And so as a result of that, I didn't work nearly as much as I 
probably could have. Like I could have gotten that car a little bit earlier or a little bit nicer car. Actually, I probably would have never gotten that nice of a car anyways. But um, I think for me, I just needed to like go through that and sort of like come to terms with that kind of stuff. Here's a, here's a, a crazy example because I, I sort of pick little like tidbits from other people. And I remember when we were shooting Orange County. I auditioned for that. You did? I did. I don't remember that. Well, I didn't make it that far. I wasn't there, was I? No, I didn't make it that far. That's just, that's a shame. Maybe you were. No, I wasn't there. I wouldn't no. have been there. I would have I, been super I stoked. would have remembered. I would have said, yeah. Um, <laughs> Harold Ramis, like we were really excited to, to have Harold Ramis. And he, there was one thing in the script that Harold Ramis did not want to do. And it was sort of like a little bit vulgar and he was just uncomfortable with it. And he says, here's the one thing I, I'm not going to do, the one joke I'm not going to do, but let me tell you why. And he told me a story of, uh, I'm going to forget the actor's name, but he was a redheaded guy. He was in Ghostbusters. He was like the evil guy in Ghostbusters. He also played Atherton in Real Genius. This is a point this of the is, podcast where someone has to look I'm, on Google. Sim is usually an expert at this. There's always a part on a so podcast where right someone now. has to look up something. Cassie Google, is looking it up right is, now. This is the part of that show. So there's a scene in Ghostbusters where somebody calls that actor Dickless, that character Dickless. And there's a big long speech. And then the mayor says, is this true? And Bill Murray turns and says, yes, sir, it's true. This man has no dick. And it's a very funny joke. Very harmless joke, really. Harold Ramis said that that actor, whose name is... William Atherton. William Atherton. Oh, William It is William Atherton. Here I am thinking that was his name in Real Genius. He would be walking down the street with his family and people would say, Hey, Dickless! Like, as he's walking oh, with his kids. Wow. And so... It's unbelievably kind that Harold <laughs> Ramis would think about that. Well, Harold Ramis is like, I don't want to be walking around, you know, Chicago, where he lived with my kids, and have that out there and i just remember that sticking with me and that was just like okay so i'm not gonna like do these things that are like incredibly embarrassing you know do but you... now i'm old enough where now i kind of just do it and i know me too i just grin we're just, yep yeah. we just we're losing our brain cells yeah. so i, I was just... shitting on a kitty potty last week <laughs> on my tv show so it's it's clearly i just needed to come to terms with it are you um how is life in pieces? It's great. Are you enjoying it? I am. Yeah. It's so strange. I've never been on a show longer than a year. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that we're on a third year is kind of like, oh, wow. All right. Here's the, here's the marathon that we got to run. But we're, I love everybody on that show. Like everyone, we all get along so well. We have a great time. We have a fantastic crew and we just want to have as much fun as we can and get done as quickly as we can so that we can all go home to our families. Yeah, because right now we're, we just, uh, we're on our uh, 12th episode of the season, and it's just at that time, because like before mom, I hadn't had a long-term job. Yeah. And, well, um, I remember talking about this when I came on the show, where it was just like, you've got a long-term job now, and you're home. Yeah. And how nice that is. It's amazing. But it's it really is really weird. But it is, <laughs> like we, because, I, I don't know, it, it definitely feels a little bit like, the marathon analogy a lot because uh, I always feel like we're at mile 17 and maybe that's why I'm like stuttering so much. But 
Um, Colin, I adore you so much. And on Mom, you were in. You were fearless about that crazy. What, oh, the, the sex leather, dungeon, the uh, sex dungeon, leather uh, doggy. Yeah, what thing? were you? And I, I was so impressed that you didn't like complain. That you weren't like. Well, but look, I mean, there, there, w- that was a scenario in which I sort of look to the heads of the show, so to speak, and say, look, I am a guest in your guys's house. If that's the way you guys play, then great. Then let's, let's play. Let's do that. You know? And again, having such respect for you and thinking that you're so fearless, it's like, all right, well, this isn't necessarily sort of like my sense of humor here or the thing that I would like jump to do for everyone, but for you, I would do that. And so that was a scenario in which, you know, I've spent a better part of the last maybe probably 10 years really sort of like slowly getting more comfortable and getting more sort of realizing that the whole point of wearing makeup and pretending to be someone else is not to project your most confident aspects of yourself, but to mine the most uncomfortable. And that's okay. Uh, If it's funny, that's good. That's better. Because there's nothing more painful than when you do that and it's not funny. Do you know what I mean? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I mean, um, and so like, yeah, like getting down on all fours and pretending to bark like a dog all right, what, is it going to be funny? And with you, I felt that would be super well, funny. Well, I, and I think to your point, and then we're going to get to a couple of, I'm going to get to uh, some deal breakers here in a second. But to your point though, it was a gift in many, many ways that Scary Movie was my first job here in LA because it really kind of broke me down. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> like you can so know. That is tough but fair, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine so. Yeah, I did feel very much typecast. Um, people wouldn't see me because they thought I was only okay in spoof movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it was, and and I think, I like to think that there's a shift in that, but I don't know if that's just because I'm getting older, but people tend to be a little more um, original with casting now mm-hmm. than back then. I don't know if that's, yeah, I you would think agree so. with that. No, I, 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 I do. I think ultimately the 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 main component to all of that is you sort of you just have to be around yeah <laughs> you know what i mean you yeah. just really have to sort of be around yeah. and at that stage in sort of the evolution of like television and movies for teens it was still very much sort of oh well we'll just sort of do cookie cutter kind of things and we'll sort of cast personalities and then whoever like is around the longest will get to have a career, I guess. Do you know, I, like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't really know. It's, it's strange. Cause when I look around now, I remember a lot of people that sort of remember sort of coming up with and 
some of them aren't around anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what I did to prop my window open. You know, I guess I just like threw enough little jobs out there every now and again to sort of stay around. I don't know. But then I also sort of feel like the people that were able to sort of survive that, I think, oh, look, there's a million different reasons why people are able to survive. It's incredible to be able to have any job in this business. Longevity feels like the ultimate, like... Absolutely. But like talent, I think, is really the big thing. And I think, I mean, I remember even seeing Scary Movie and going like, all right, well, she's clearly super talented. Because this movie is just a series of of spoof jokes, but yet I'm laughing incredibly hard at a lot of the stuff that she's doing. So I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I remember once I had an old agent tell me... um, that uh, and he was laughing as he told me this. He was like, "Oh, I had a casting director call and say, um, you know, but there's this this great role in this comedy. I, I have no idea what it was, and uh, that they were looking for um, the next Anna Ferris. And I think I was like 29 at the time. <laughs> oh, jeez! It was like, oh, oh, wow! It was like it was one of those things. It was like simultaneously comp- a compliment, it's but a also compliment, an unbelievable but also insult. Like, like a dagger. Na- yeah, it, 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 it total. Like, uh, yeah. Anyway, ah, the business. Business. Okay, that's business talk with Anna Ferris and Colin Hanks. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to take it to such a businessy place. I just got to get that car. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to what we call deal breakers. All right. You have to imagine that you're single. And I know you haven't been single for quite a while. It's all right. I haven't, no. But, I, but I'm ready to pretend. Okay, good. Okay. Um, she tells you she is a vegetarian, but you find Big Mac wrappers in her car. Party. That's great. You wouldn't call her? Uh, you wouldn't be like... No, I mean, I would call her out on it for sure. Like, what I'm would like, you say? Hey, big. Hey, you ever have some Big Macs? Why don't I take you down to In and Out and have like a real burger? Let's do that. Like, you don't. No, want... but I'm a vegetarian. What? I'm a vegetarian. No, but you are eating Big Macs. That's mm. those are not vegetarian Big Macs. No, no, no. Because here's what I do: I um, take out the meat patty, and I, I throw them at people like who are eating. <laughs> That would cons- that would be the deal breaker. <laughs> That's a deal breaker, honey. I'm afraid we got to break up. Sorry. Uh, I will just collect my things. I think that is how I would handle that. On the second date, she tells you that she signed uh, you guys up for the amazing race. Mm, no. That's a deal breaker. Okay. That I would have to just say, sweetie, no. But, but is that... Is it a deal breaker because you don't want to go on the Amazing Race, or is it because it's so weird that um, she envisions? That's your... so weird to want to do that. So, how long have we been dating? Second date. Second date. Yes, that is a fucking deal breaker. That is no signing. That's insane. That's a crazy person. Listen, these are challenging for. Well, <laughs> these are challenging it's not for just a reason. Like, she's a brunette. <laughs> No, there. You know, I am uh, not a super fan of the Amazing Race. Although Mike White was on it twice with his dad, and he loved it. Apparently, like he was really sort of like all in. Like he liked it enough to go do it a second time. But he's related to that person. I wouldn't want to do that with someone I've gone out with twice. I've met plenty of people twice, and then realized. On that third, Colin, 
No. That's such stress. Colin. I don't even. fucking passport, Colin? No. <laughs> Where's my passport? I don't know. You had what it. What the fuck? You had my passport. You no, sa- I didn't. We had the satchel. The satchel? <laughs> it's not, You didn't wear it? It's not around your tummy? I thought you had it. I thought it was a tummy satchel. Fucking Colin. You told me you had the tummy satchel. Oh, fuck. We're going to lose. Fucking move. <laughs> <laughs> am I in your way? Am I, am I blocking something? Am I blocking you this? You have to build the pyramid fast. But if we don't take the foot taxi to the place, then how are we going to make the pyramid? That's what I told you earlier. And you were like, no, I don't want to take the foot taxi. It's like exploitative. Because I was worrying about the tummy satchel. This is very stressful. God, I thought I fucking knew you. (laughs) (laughs) This is... um, Um, no, you want to know what? I'm really become super particular about my travel. And so the idea of traveling with someone I don't really know very well brings like, you ever gone on location and then you're with like a a brand new co-star that you don't know. And then you're like, oh shit, I got to clear customs with this person. Like, what is this going to be like? Yeah, that's not fun. That is so funny that you say the clear cut. Yes, that's amazing. That's amazing. I don't know how this person is going to handle passport control. Are they going to get through? Are they going to get through? (laughs) Like, do I wait for them? You wait for them. Because I got to work with them for the next, I don't know. But it's like five weeks to 10 months. I don't know. 30 p.m. Yeah. You're in a really cold, cold city in Canada. It's rough. Yes. And suddenly you're just like, I just want to get to the hotel. I just want to take a shower. Can we please speed this up? I have nothing to declare except the need for a shower. Um, Okay, so she can't tell time. Like at all? Kind of at all. Like analog or digital? Like she doesn't know what a number is? Yes. The what's the one that looks like an S? <laughs> it's S o'clock. It's S I and then like an upside down and around seven. Okay, so I'll meet you at or In and L. Out at S o'clock. S S thirty. <laughs> so I will be at In and Out where I will have a grilled cheese because I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> at S. They use a special grill for me, S though. half. <laughs> well, be, I'll be there at S half. S half. S half. S half. And, 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 uh, and a silly... Oh, someone literally dropped, dropped the mic. Dropped the mic. <laughs> dropped the Sim, mic. Sim, will you say hi? I, always, hi. I, I don't like it that um, you don't make your no, I'll be enough. I'll be talking enough in the second part of the show. Don't oh, worry. Right. You'll hear enough from me. Okay, we'll, you guys do, keep we'll, doing do, we'll do two more. Well, three more. Okay, on a third date... You watch her pull up to a meter, and instead of putting in change, she puts a paper bag over it that says out of order. God, that's not, that's awesome. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think that's great. Wait, really? Seriously? I think that's great. Yeah. Beca- and if you let, witness this happening. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Okay, okay. That is an instant conversation starter. So you would ask her about it? Yes, absolutely. Hey, I saw what you did there. That was, that was... That's a that's a pro move right there. I gotta start doing yeah, that. Yeah, my dad um, collected change out of meters. He told he like taught me this trick a long time. He taught you that trick, see, because I yeah. had always sort of learned that if you like ripped a piece of paper and then put a penny in it, that it would break it, and then you can sort of do it that way. Oh no, it doesn't work like that way anymore. Oh, it doesn't work that way anymore. No, oh, no, they man. really grease them up now. So. Oh, so really, just a bag, just bag it. 
Yeah, you just bag it. Wow. It's super easy. Interesting. It saved $2.30 right there. That's that's helpful. That's helpful. Now, do you have to worry, like, does that work for pretty much, like, all meters? Like, does that work on this side of town? Oh, all over the country. All over, all over the country? Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. So... I've saved around, I figure... Six thousand four hundred and twenty-three dollars. Okay, so let's let's follow this to its conclusion, though. So when you have those parking meters where it's just like numbers on the curb, and then you have to walk to the bigger machine, do you just put a garbage bag on it? That's when you have to get those large black yeah, trash bags. Yeah, 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 you exactly. Do that? Yes. See, have you done that? that? Oh my god, that's so funny. You know I mean, that. I've wanted to do it, but I've yeah. just never really had the guts. I'm always kind of embarrassed as to how it may look. No, it looks, I mean, because also then I'll just like, if somebody gives me a hard time, I'll just go down on them. I do not have that luxury. Oh, well, you I, do. I you mean, got a mouth. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, th- that's a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deal breaker. No, um, I like, I like that idea. I think that's, that's, uh, I think that's. The, Quirky? Yeah, that's not too bad. All right. I like that. I don't know. I'm suspicious of that person. You're suspicious of that person. Oh, completely. Do you think the fact that, that person that's breaking the law? Like, like your civic okay? duty. Is this the kind of person who, like, you know, does a whole weird jury duty thing? Well, or? the irony is, is that I always go, I go parking ferry all the time, like full limit on that, you know, provided it's on the card, because I, I don't really have change. But if it's like. Two beep, hour beep, maximum. Beep. Let's get that maximum, gonna, baby. Even if I'm just bucks. running in to go pick up something else, it's $4 just like investment pass it on. Like an Pay, it <laughs> Pay it forward. Take it, Pay what, it forward. What if you run into somebody in the store? You uh, never well, know. Yeah. Maybe someone who was in Pay It Forward. I literally <laughs> just did it. <laughs> um, okay, her father is Ron Jeremy. <laughs> That's a deal breaker. <laughs> really? That's a Why? deal breaker. I, that is, this is a hundred percent true. This, I, and I do not know how this happened. I was out of the country on a, uh, on a family vacay. And when I came back to the States, I checked my voicemail messages and I had a voicemail from Ron Jeremy. I'd never met him in my life and somehow he had my cell phone number and the message was like, Colin, hey, this is uh, Ron Jeremy calling from the Surreal Life house. Listen, can you give me a call back? Here's my phone number. <laughs> from the Surreal? The Surreal Life, Life house, which house. do you remember that TV show on VH1, show? right? Yes. So I was calling the number and it was disconnected and I was like, oh, Okay, well, this is weird. The, the, the voice message was a few weeks old. Months later, literally months later, I'm flipping through the channels and I see like on next week's episode of The Surreal Life, there was a competition where everyone had to call, the celebrities that were staying in the house had to call other, had to call other celebrities and whoever could like get the most celebrities to call them back won. And apparently, Ron Jeremy was like well known not only for being well endowed and being nicknamed the Hedgehog, but um, that's a different story. He had like a notebook of like every celebrity he had ever met. 
um, phone number. Like it was like a, his, like his like Rolodex, if you will, but it was like a notebook. And I don't know, someone gave him my phone number. You didn't give him your phone number? No, I'd never met the man before in my life. I'd watched his films numerous times, but that's different. <laughs> so, Did no, you? I'm not going to date his daughter. <laughs> 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 or maybe, maybe one date to get to the bottom of that story, um, you know, provided she puts a bag over, you know, if she double bags the meter, then maybe we could, uh, you know, we can have a date. I now I have a grudge against Ron Jeremy. I mean, he, at least he should have, you know, called you back and been like, "Hey, bud, sorry about that." At least like, give me the real this. number. Yeah, give should me we call the him? real. Also, I want you let's to let's call him right now. I'm, real. I'm starring in a movie. I want you to be in it. Costa. <laughs> well, that would have had a whole nother actor's dilemma. Well, do you know what I mean? I sure what do. kind of embarrassing things are going to happen in that movie? Probably not enough. Uh, <laughs> um, she sleepwalks so much that she handcuffs herself to bed every night. Uh, that's a twist. Um, e- that's not a deal breaker. That's not a deal breaker. That's a very serious condition. So I can't fault them for that. And they're obviously being somewhat helpful by at least like being proactive and being like, I want to stay in this bed. But then she's like, take me. As she's asleep? (laughs) She keeps saying, take me in her sleep. In her sleep? That is conflicting. (laughs) That is conflicting. (laughs) Notice how I haven't said the word deal breaker yet. It's just conflicting. Uh, No, that is... uh, Yeah, no, that is conflicting. No, that's not a deal breaker. Oh, all right. That's not a deal breaker. All right. But then do you? (laughs) 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 Yes. Good. Yes. Well, because, you know, in my mind, this character doesn't really have a sleepwalking issue. Got to keep him happy. Yep. (laughs) Got to keep him happy somehow. Yep. Don't want that window to close. She just. Uh, she Good. just feels a little guilty sometimes. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, okay, she talks to her plants. Mm, everybody kind of does that. Like full conversations? Let's say you've been dating, I don't know, for a couple months okay. or something. You stayed over, um, had a nice night. You come out of the shower and you see her talking to her aloe vera, whatever. Yeah. Aloe vera, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. yeah. Aloe vera. The plant? Yeah, yeah. The plant. The plant. The aloe plant. The aloe plant. Makes sense. Okay. That's the plant where you that get makes aloe vera. the aloe vera. All right. Now I, now Sim, I get Sim it. Does, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it now. Sorry. No, yeah. he's so, so doesn't get it. So the calamine plant, right? Yeah. It's like a, you know, it's like a, what are they There's called? not a calamine plant. No. Calamine sorry. lotion. That's I wasn't really a, listening to you. I'm sorry. I do that a lot. <laughs> Um, I, no, wait, wait, okay, wait. You come out yes. of the bathroom. Okay. Um, and she's, you see her watering her little succulent. Yep. yep. And she's like, fuck yeah, you gotta grow. <laughs> grow, grow, grow. Grow. Uh, honey? Yeah. Uh, yeah. who are you talking to? Oh my gosh, I'm talking to Albert. Who's Albert? Albert is my plant. Your plant? Yeah. You named your plant Albert? Yeah, of course. That's super sweet. <laughs> yeah. What are you telling him? Oh, I just, I like to encourage, you know, growth. 
mm-hmm. like with children, like at the school mm-hmm. or like, you know, with animals. I just like to encourage growth. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that from last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's right. That's why I needed that long shower. Um, so you're just growth. You were so, you know, like what you, you're saying, just grow. Oh yeah. I'm just, I just like to encourage Al- Albert. This is the funniest thing. So Albert is actually the son of Philip, but Philip died um, a couple months ago. Mm. A little too much water, apparently. But um, but yeah. Anyway, so I'm just I just want Albert to grow, and because Albert's a you know masculine presence in my life, I try to use a slightly sexier voice. So gotcha. I'm like, okay. no, Albert, All grow right. the fuck up. <laughs> Come on, Albert, fucking grow, grow, grow. Uh, okay, that is a deal breaker. <laughs> that You're not going anywhere, Colin. <laughs> uh-uh. that... Remember how you were like, oh, do you live in a bad neighborhood? That's why there's bars on the window. And I was like, no. Well, guess why there's bars on the window. Okay, I'm just a little concerned because plants don't really have sons and 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 daughters per se. Well, we do as humans. Why wouldn't plants? God, I thought you were more open-minded. This is so weird. <laughs> oh, well, this is about. Oh, I'm closed-minded. Well, you're gonna stay here till you're open. Oh, <laughs> deal breaker. <laughs> oh. Whoopsie, where'd your phones? Where'd your phone go? Oh, you lost it. Oh. Did, I was in the shower. Why? Did, yeah. Where, oh, your phone's gone. Where's my? Oh, and the landlines are down. <laughs> where's my wallet? You have. Oh no, I think you lost it. Oh no. This. Oh, this is a problem. Yeah. You and Albert are gonna get to know each other. Which one is Albert? Albert is this sweet little succulent right here. Okay. But what about the other 20 plants that are here? Oh, do you want me to name all of them? No. No, no, no need to do that. I just... Do you they're have, all boys. <laughs> they all, they're all boys. You'll get to know them. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're going to well. help me make them grow. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> this has turned into a weird I know. vegetarian misery. Who the misery. fuck is this person? <laughs> oh, God. Did not mean to necessarily go there, Colin. I'm sorry, but that person is a, that's a fucked up, interesting person. She's a very interesting woman. I was going to say, everybody talks to uh, plants, to animals in some way, shape, or form. You but think? it's, yes, I think everyone does. Because I'll always do that with my dogs. And then as soon as I do that, like, the other day, like, my dad called me out on He was like, why are you talking to the dog? What did you say to the dog? I said, Coco, what are you doing? Because she was get, she was getting into something in the well, yard. That seems that like a normal thing to say. Yeah, and he's like, what are you thinking? It's she's going like, to answer your question? Coco, I'm, I'm a like, Sag. <laughs> like, <laughs> Coco, listen. That I'm means I'm headstrong and I'm passionate. I'm on the cusp. I'm not a Scorpio, so I'm not like Mike D from the Beastie Boys. But I have passion. And you want to know what? I'm a good listener. So just tell me, Coco, son, what are you getting son. into? Yes? Son. Yeah, Dad. I knew it was a bad idea to raise you in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I actually wasn't raised in Los Angeles. Well, actually, you know what? As I was saying that, I realized I have a little profile. Of Sacramento, you. right? Yeah. Sacramento, California. And the how capital how was that? It's hip- it was good. It's like a hipster place. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's definitely become a lot more sort of... Uh, it's definitely be. It's got a little bit more of a there there when I was 
when I was there, it wasn't necessarily. Wait, did like you that. go to high school there? I did. Yeah, I went pretty. I was born there, and then we traveled around a lot. And then when my parents split up, my mom moved back to Sacramento, and I stayed with her during the school year. And then I would like visit my dad on weekends. And can summer. you tell us the dam? Not the most damaging thing that happened to you in high school, but a damaging thing, or it could be the most damaging thing. Uh, there were uh, there's a lot of damaged things in in high school. Uh, one of the funniest one of the funniest ones, and this is a hundred percent true. My sister reminded me of this uh, at a birthday dinner for me because I just had my 40th just a couple, last week, two weeks ago. Um, there was in high school some professional hacky sackers <laughs> came, came and did a demonstration. And then like after the demonstration uh, for, for PE, for physical education, Mm -hmm. Uh, we were able to do hacky sacking for the, like for the day and we were doing the hacky sack and, um, what is it that like, if you have like a number of people in a circle and everyone's got to touch it in order to get a hack, I guess, I guess, I think those are the rules. Anyways, someone was trying to, someone kicked it over in my direction and I had a long way to go and I like stretched out my leg and the 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 hacky sack, the sack, um, just barely landed on my foot, and I raised my hands up to celebrate, and I lost my balance. And when I fell backwards, my ha- left hand landed on concrete, and I fractured my wrist. Ooh! And so the uh, the PE teacher made like a rudimentary splint <laughs> out of cardboard. And paper towel, and I went to the hospital, and I like had a cast. I think it was my freshman year, and um, and I had the cast on for a long time, and whatever. And then the day that I got it off, I was running, sort of behind the gym, and I went to jump over this super small, like chain link thing that was only like a foot off the ground, and it just barely caught my foot. Right on my, on my wrist that had, I had just gotten out of a cast. And I was like, fuck. And I had to go back to the hospital again. Who was the girl that you had a crush on in around that time? First name. Uh, well, in we high call, school? Yeah. Well, I'll call her Lindsay if you, don't, if you can't remember. No. Because well, I want to do a thing. You want to do a thing? Yeah. Uh, why don't we, uh, well, let's go Megan. Okay, Megan. Megan. Great. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Colin, you're not going to believe it. Hey, Megan, what? Wow, you're talking to me. How no, are you? you're not going to even believe it. Guess what I heard? What? The hacky sackers are coming. The hack hacky sackers. Oh, really? Yeah, out of San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they um they work at like I mean I don't know if they work, but I mean they they play all the mm-hmm. time at Golden Gate um, Park. Uh huh. And they're coming. They came all the way to Sacramento, and oh, apparently cool. they're gonna like teach us. And they're like the coolest guys. I saw them like yeah. get out of their van, and they are. They're so hot. They're so cool. And they're really, really good at hacking. Anyway, they're going to teach us all how to do it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Are yeah. you, you going to do it? Well, I don't know. I might watch, but you should definitely do it. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you'd be, I don't know why I think you'd be really good at it, but I think you would. I would. Thanks. I'll, <laughs> it's like your long legs. That. Or, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. No, I, I, I'll, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely have done it like at a couple of concerts and stuff. So. Oh, that's so cool. I love concerts. Yeah, no, me too. The concerts are the best. Yeah. And Frisbee golf. But, um, but yeah, I'm so excited. They wear these crazy like beanie caps and oh, stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, It's that's so cool, cool that like you could make a living off of hacky sacking. Yeah. I didn't know that you could do that. That's, that's yeah. cool. There's, there's I heard like at a... Berkeley, there's going to be like almost a new major. Oh yeah, that sounds. That's that's very Berkeley. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's very yeah, Berkeley yeah, for sure. That's why I'm gonna apply there. Oh, you, are you gonna apply to Berkeley? Yeah. I thought. Um, I thought I had heard that you were gonna go to to Chico, but I think that's great that you're. Yeah. You're gonna go to 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 Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. It is really cool. It's really progressive, and um, people that you know what I love about hacky sacking. What. Um, I love that it's like a communal sport without competition. Me too. With like low scoring points. Yeah. There's not a lot of strategy. No strategy, no standards. I like the drums that come around after the ceremony. So, well, yeah, of course. The ceremony, yeah. I can't wait to see you hacky sack. I, I, I have to tell you something. What? I've had a crush on you for a while. No yeah. way, really? Yeah, and I can't wait to see you hacky sack. Well, oh, then, you know, I'm going to get this hacky sack, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> that I wish <laughs> Megan had said anything remotely like that. That would have been incredible. Well, until you fucking break your wrist. Oh man, I did get a lot of sympathy with the with the oh you the, did the, oh the, the broken wrist. Does that, that work? Nice. Does yeah, like the guy's sympathy in work. high school? Yeah, because here's the thing: high schoolers are children. <laughs> they are children who think they are adults, so they think they're being all cool and ca- they are children. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, oh, are you okay? I'm gonna sign your cast. cast. Yeah, that's a big. That was that was a get big one. better soon, Colin. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Watch out for the fence. Yeah, oh, and like all the girls, definitely like that. The boys, it was like a challenge of like. Hey, smell my cast. That was pretty much like that. There was those two pens of like thought. I just love the idea. I mean, I'm sorry that that happened to you. That sounds horrible, okay. but I got really hung up in my brain about a the idea of a hacky sack. Professional team. hacky sackers doing demonstrations again. No concept was, you know, of what the league me. was. Like I'm, I'm 41. Like I had 
I, I went to University of Washington. It was all hacky Are you sacky 90, all the time. When you graduated high school, 95? 94. 94, okay. So I was 96. So we were definitely, like, you would have been at that demonstration because it was school-wide. <laughs> it was a school-wide demonstration we must of stop. professional hacky sackers. And this is the stop part, of, the this is the process. second part of the podcast where we need someone to Google professional hacky sacking, question mark, and find out, like, what is really good. I could watch them for hours. <laughs> oh man, they were incredible. They go, they go they from were doing one flips. person to the next person to the next person. It was just the next. Person, here's the funny thing. Then to the other person. I don't remember exactly <laughs> for sure, but I, I almost want to say that it was only like two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Which it leads to a whole nother thing that you can and do. And it's not like even like juggling, right? Do, no. I'm sure that it's challenging. I never fucking did it. But at least. But we didn't have like jugglers doing demos for physical education. Like, so I don't understand uh, how these two hacky sack bros. We have to get in touch with your PE teacher. Oh, how fucking high is he? He, oh, Mr. St oh. Stain, yeah, Stainbrook. Mr. Stainbrook was his name. We called him Stainy B. He's like, I got a great treat for the kids in four months. I'm bringing in my hacky sack friends. Bringing in my hacky sack friends. We're gonna I call them professionals. I'm gonna get past that. Principal Pro professional Higgins. hacky sack question mark. <laughs> um, it's a thing. It, Cassie says it's a thing. Call it a uh, foot bag. They ah, call it foot bag. And there's something called the Pro Series of foot bag. The pro series of footbag? Is there a team in LA? <laughs> um, I guess a, a bunch of fucking jerks talking into a microphone also is a profession. I mean... So maybe I should do a little self-examination here. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta say, this is a team of grizzled veterans. This is a profession. This is professional. <laughs> Um, okay, so should we do the next part of the segment? Yeah, we're going to sure. do this quickly. All right. We're going to play a little game, and we're going to do the calls. The second part of the show is uh, Okay. Calls. So we'll be out oh, of here on time. All right. Cassie, do you have a There's timer a game, set up? and I hate games. I don't have no idea what the game is. Okay. And We I'm, always surprise her. All right. And she's not very good either. Okay, her record, I think, is now 3-11. and 11. Oh, wow. I'm I'm proud that I have three. <laughs> That's pretty good. But uh, this is gonna be great. You're gonna like this because it's we're gonna take turns instead of buzzing. Because I know you get kind of nervous when you have to buzz in before someone else. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna test you guys to see how well you know your movie, The House Bunny. Oh, oh. But it's gonna be right. it's gonna be done Ooh. a little differently. She's gonna know it much better than me. So, Colin, I'm going to ask you the questions first, and you're allowed to pass anytime you want. Okay. And the goal is to get as many right in the least amount of time. Okay. Okay. So, Cassie, when you have a timer, and yeah. We'll so it's just me just for right now. Right. Okay. Colin, where does your character Oliver work? At a retirement home. While at dinner, you compliment Shelley on her knowledge of a certain country. Which country? Uh, pass. Demonstrate how Shelly remembers your name. Oliver. What does Oliver order on their first date? Pass. Finish Oliver's dialogue. I like taking long walks with rude people, but... Uh, off short piers? What is Oliver's mode of transportation? Uh, he walks. 
I don't remember him doing anything. Who no, does, a bike? I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. Who does Shelly tell Oliver she's voting for? Uh, someone on American Idol. When Shelly gives Oliver a donation check, what name does she write on the pay to the order of? Phil Trophy. What is Oliver doing when he first meets Shelly? Uh, he's putting up like a, like a, a poster or something. Okay, uh, I'll go back to the ones you skipped. While at dinner, you compliment Shelly on her knowledge of a certain country. Which country? Mm, I don't know. What does Oliver order on their first date? Pasta! I have no idea. Okay, and the other one is, uh, you got that one right. Okay, and I think then that's the other one you pass is when Shelly gives Oliver a donation check, what name does she write on pay to the order of? It's not Phil Trophy? Stop the timer. Oh, stop the timer. Okay. <clears throat> All right. That was impressive. That was the probably. Damn. That's probably the best that's ever I mean, going to get for watching. Let me see if yeah, Anna knows any of these. Where does your character Oliver work? Do you know? You got that one wrong. Oh, you, you said a retirement home. Yeah. It's an old folks' home. It's a nursing home. Is the same thing? Is a that's nursing the home the same? same? That's the yeah, same thing. Yeah, totally the same thing. Are you sure? Yes. A retirement right, right, home, nursing home, same thing. Fine. Fine. We'll yeah. Same totally. diff. Fine, fine. Uh, what, while at dinner, the, the country, it's North Korea. Ah. And you Get ordered... Get North Korean. Did you know that? Know. It was North Korea? Okay. And the order at dinner, that was... Well, for me, I know... No, what, no, well, no. I don't, I don't remember. Chicken piccata. Oh, that's right. But chicken, chicken piccata, piccata is not pasta. It's you not can, pasta. You can get pasta on it's the not, side. It's not pasta. I just remember <laughs> that we was shot at the, the farmer's market. At night. That I remember. That one wasn't. That one wasn't? Mm-mm. That's the Listen, second date? You cannot be blamed. For, I'm so impressed that you remember any of this. Well, I remember a lot of stuff because a lot of the Oliver thing, like people will like come up to me and go, Oliver. Like oh, people will do that. I love to hear that. Yeah, people will, people will definitely do that. Uh, Mode of transport, bike, that's correct. Ah. Uh, whoever Randy and Paula pick, you got that one correct. Okay. Uh, pay to the order of old people. Ah. That makes were, sense. And you were posting volunteer signs. But so you she got was correct. doing the Phil Trophy. Yeah. I, 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 so should we, can we give credit to that one? You, oh, yeah. That's yeah, like yeah, a 50-50. Yeah, 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 yeah. oh, yeah. Come give on, you give, me a, we'll give, give, me, oh, give me some petty credit. All right. Give me some petty credit. I, I'm, I, I'm so flattered have, and impressed that you remember so much. I appreciate that. Okay. So, Colin, you got six right hey. in a minute 30. That's not bad That's at all. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. You have to beat six in a minute remember. This was only your baby for like Fuck two you, and a half years Colin. of your life. <laughs> this was only the movie that you shepherded up that mountain. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anna, you ready? Yes. Here we go. Cassie, the timer is set. Name of the sorority Shelly helps. Uh, Theta. Fuck. Pass. Pass. Name of Shelly's cat? Pooter. When Shelly was little, what type of mask did she wear for a month because she thought she was ugly? Scooby-Doo? What does Shelly think a nursing home is? A place where people go to die. People go to be happy. People go to be numb. <laughs> Who did Shelly... No, it must be a place of like nurses, where nurses live. Fuck, okay. Who did Shelly let grind on her during a slow dance at the Playboy Mansion? Oh, God. 
ooh, this pass, I got a pass, but it was, oh, that's going to make me crazy. What were both titles of Shelley's Playboy pictorial? Oh. Just name one. Oh, girls who want to sleep with Rob Lowe? <laughs> Which country does Shelley tell Oliver that she is moving to with the Peace Corps? Oh, God. Ooh, you made mine hard. It's your movie. Oh, God. <laughs> pass. That's so unhopeful. What kind of car does a Playboy Mansion give Shelly to drive? Well, it's my old station wagon. Finish Shelly's dialogue. Kindness is just love with... It's work boots on. In bunny years, how old is Shelly when she gets kicked out of the mansion? 59? All right, stop the clock. How long? 44 seconds? Whoa. Okay, name right. of this, uh, the sorority Shelly helps is Zeta Alpha Zeta. Wait, I thought you were going to give me a second chance, too. Fine. Fine, fine. We'll keep no, going. No, 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 no. Right, we'll no, keep going. no, it's fine. I, I, I'm so, you're right. You're right. No, no, you're no, right. No. We'll keep, keep the timer going. Name of the sorority Shelly helps. I just said it. Theta Alpha Theta. That's incorrect. <laughs> Hurry up. She's on time. I know. Okay, okay. Very. So the next one you pass is, who did Shelly let grind on her during a slow dance at the Playboy Mansion? Bob Saget? That's correct. What were both titles of Shelley's Playboy pictorial? Just give me one title. I thought it was Girls Who Want to Sleep with Rob Lowe. Was that one of them, Cassie? Who, no, no. Oh, Girls Who've Slept with Charlie Sheen. Cassie, was that one of them? Do you remember? I got different answers. No, we got different answers. Sorry. That, yeah. We, then no, let, me, let me keep going. Which country does Shelley tell Oliver she's moving to uh, with the Peace Corps? Uh, I'm moving to, uh, is it uh, some place in South America, right? But it's kind of a made-up country. Is it Patagonia? Is it... Uh, Close, um, ooh, cl- no, it's not Colombia. No, Venezuela. No, uh, Uruguay. Um, uh, Ecuador. Um, uh, Colin, do you want to steal? No, I don't. But I just love how we're just like given like eight. We're on like chance eighteen on <laughs> yes. this. Argentina. No. Nope. Uh, you can keep going. Brazil. Um, <sighs> you want to? You want to pass, and I'll get back to it. I guess. Have you tried Estonia? <laughs> okay, that's the nope. Maybe it's, it's not a, in South America. It's, a, it's in, yes, it is. Oh, it is. Okay, that's it. So the the answer is Peru. Oh God, the shortest and one. Peru. What were both titles? Girls from the Midwest and girls with GEDs. Oh. Maybe they cut the girls who slept with Charlie Sheen line. <laughs> it was in an earlier cut. Yeah, see, I have a feeling like for you, you're going to really remember the things that you've like fought for and you're not going to remember like what, it actu- what the actual joke was. You both got six right. Hey! Oh, yeah! There you the go. That's the Shelly way. Shelly would there want us go. all the time. That'll work out. Do you find yourself having to use the term potty all the time all the time i always get kind of annoyed with myself as i say that that and play date i i struggle with play the play date, date is hard play date is hard play date's hard yeah. we didn't grow up with play date oh i didn't grow up with play date and it's but it, what's also strange is you can't be like uh hey you're gonna have a get together kids don't want to get together totally. kids want a play date but growing up from uh, it was either can I go to blank person it was house. either like a birthday party yeah or like i'm gonna go to the neighbors yes Occasionally, it would be like, um, you know, Rebecca's having a sleepover. Can I go to? Re- so can I go to Rebecca's? Because our parents were just like, I'm not fucking hanging out. <laughs> like, you can do right, don't you think? Absolutely. 
I would pretty much just play with kids in my neighborhood. And then it was just like, all right, I'll be back before dinner. Parenting has become like Valentine's Day. Like there's this societal obligation that sort of came out of nowhere. Yes. That's like, oh, wait, the rules have been changed. We're supposed to do this. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like all of a sudden, like you got to do a surprise thing for Valentine's Day. You have to have a clown. (laughs) You got to have. Clown's got to be there. It's got to be a not scary clown. All right. Oh, a romantic clown. That's what you should get, Samantha. A a a romantic clown. Honey, I got you uh, a romantic clown clown. for Valentine's Day. Antonio Banderas of clowns. (laughs) This clown is very thick. All right, uh, so what are we doing? God, We're actually, we are that would be going genius. to... Uh, I got you, Antonio Banderas, dressed up as a clown. Actually, I could arrange that. Um, we're going to so, call Bridget first. We're going to give her advice, yeah. Let's she do it. Let's advice. go. So Bridget is actually in Toronto, and okay. she's 33. Go ahead and dial Bridget. Wow. Bum, 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 we have time for two. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We'll get through the, yeah. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. Thanks, Colin. Of course. We got this. Look at this technology. Hello? Thanks, Colin. Hey, Bridget. It's Sim. How are you? Sim, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Anna? Hi, Bridget. It's Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi, Anna. See, listen to how she perks up when she hears my voice. Bridget, I love you already. Uh, When I do the pre-calls with people, no one gives a fuck about me. They're like, oh, seriously, it's, it's, I just, you know, I would think that it would be... Little excited. That's not true. No, no, no. Sim, not hey. true. I totally care about you. Bridget, Thanks. guess what? It's Sim Sarna. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Sim Introduce Sarna. yourself. <laughs> great. Well, you know what? Oh, my she... God. How are Thanks, you? Thanks, Bridget. Well, she's going to be way more excited when she hears who our guest is. Our guest today is. Hey, it's Colin Hanks. How are you? Oh, my God. Colin Hanks, I love you in oh, Fargo. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's true. You're fucking great. And life in pieces. I love you in that too. Oh, right on. Well, I love anybody in Canada. So there you go. Oh, great. So Bridget, <laughs> Bridget, tell us about this podcast you're starting. Why are you worried about it? So I'm making a podcast where I'm interviewing all of my exes because I'm crazy. And um, in one of the relationships, a long time ago, like about 10 years ago, um, you know, we got pregnant and I had an abortion and my, we talk about it. Like when I interviewed him, we discussed it and, you know, it was a good conversation. And I feel like for the podcast, it's good to be honest and vulnerable and truthful and people 
some people will find comfort in hearing the conversation. So like in that, and like in the sense of art, it's good. But um, my mom uh, was raised pretty Catholic and she doesn't know. And her family is also like that. And I'm, I know she's going to listen to it. She's excited to hear the podcast and I'm just editing it right now. And I just don't know if I should put it out there or not, because I don't want to like break her heart. But at the same time, like, I feel like I have to be me and for the podcast to be successful, I have to be like really truthful, you know? And I don't think there's like anybody who like could understand it better than you, Anna like being in that situation of like maybe hearing, you know, like I'm sure your parents have heard or seen you do things that have been hard or maybe you've decided, I don't know, to like not do things to protect them or, or you have, and you regret it. I I don't know. So that's why, like, I mean, I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. You're my favorite podcast. You're the best. And there's nobody that could answer this question like you could. So I'm wondering what you think. Oh God! Well, thank you, um, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for um, your compliments. I love you, and I think the the beauty of kind of doing the podcast and one of the reasons that I wanted to start one was because I wanted a connection with people, and I also wanted to be able to control my narrative a bit and to be able to, um, um, yeah, be be truthful. And and I found that kind of the the more open I've been. I mean, I still have a lot of stories to tell. And I think as time goes by, I will. But do you suspect that your mom would not talk to you for years? Like how or or like cry for a bit? Or like, what, what do you what do you gauge? Because I think you should if you're going to do it, you should you should tell her. Um, I, I wrote stuff in my book and I've done stuff on my podcast that I've just been terrified for my parents to listen to. Um, and my mom told me, you know, that she was going to give me the gift of not reading my book because I told her that she was the person I was most terrified of, of reading it. <laughs> um, but um, so I think it's it's a conversation if you're close with your mom to have before. Um, but I, I think that it's it seems to me like it's an important part of your life. And I think that it's um, the you know, the thing that's amazing about podcasting too is that uh there's a level of intimacy to it and it's and it feels to some degree therapeutic and I bet you uh, you know you, you'll probably get a lot of feedback in terms of uh, you know with other women who've gone through the same experience you may get um some negative feedback but but that that's always bound to happen with anything but I I would um do you think your mom would would she like never talk to you again, say? I think she would talk to me again. Like she is pro-choice, but like I remember her saying that she thinks that women should have to like see the heartbeat before they decide that. And, you know, even, even though she doesn't attend like church anymore, like her cousins and her, you know, family does. And, um, I think, I think she would just be, I think she'd cry and I think she'd be sad and I think she'd be disappointed. And I think, you know, she might treat me like unintentionally a little bit differently. You know, I think, you know, it's Maybe, just a matter. But sorry, I, don't, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, but there's also, 
you know, a version of the story where, yes, maybe she um, is a little emotional at first, depending on her beliefs, but maybe there's also, maybe after that passes, you guys are closer than ever. I mean, you've been carrying this with you um, alone for a minute, and, uh, and maybe it just brings you guys really close. You know, time... Time does wonders, um, and uh, and I and I think that people with podcasts, with any kind of art form, should be able to tell exactly the story they want to tell. Without, I had to tell my mom that before I did this stoner movie called Smiley Face. She was so disappointed in me. She was like, "Ani." She was like, you're a role model. And I was like, mom, first of all, I am not. But uh, <laughs> but second of all, I can't have, I can't make my creative choices with you looming in my head. I re- I can't do it. And um, I, I kind of need to have the freedom of expression without, without thinking about you and what you'll, and, and what you'll think of me. So I don't know. I, that's sort of, what do you guys think? I think there's a component here, if I may be bold, to say that one of the things that you could possibly maybe say to your mother is like, look, this is an experience that you went through and by talking about it on this podcast is helping bring you and your ex-boyfriend some closure on the subject. That's not a bad thing. Um, And while it may be difficult to talk about, it's something that happened to you both. And, you know, if it helps bring about that closure, you know, a little, you know, that positive, you know, I would think hopefully would, you know, outweigh the negative components of it and, and, you know, hope that she kind of, of understands that, or at least is sympathetic to it. But the bottom line is, is that, um, you don't need to ask her permission. You, um, if I may be so bold, no, you're right. You don't need to ask that permission. This is your story. So do you think that she shouldn't even say anything? Beforehand? No, I I don't necessarily feel that that's the best way to play it if you really want to have a conversation with your mother and bring her into that sort of narrative, if you will. Do you know what I mean? I think that then, you know, I think, hey, listen, maybe this is something that you should talk with your mother about some more. And then maybe, you know, that could also be part of an extended part of this conversation. Um, I think it's all very delicate. But... You, I do understand the the problem that you're having because you're you're afraid that your experiences and 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 how you're dealing with this is going to affect, you know, your parents and what their stories are. I, so I can understand that, and so I think it's important to acknowledge that to let them know that, but also you know stand up for yourself too. Exactly. There's also another take on this. My you know my parents, especially my mom, really wanted me to be a virgin until I was married. And so when I started having sex, um, she found out through like, you know, well, it was pretty obvious when I would like come home with like my shirt on backwards or whatever and like (laughs) whatever. Like I was suddenly like, mom, I need to be on birth control to, you know, monitor my sis. Um, but, But I wish that I had had the confidence to just say, mom, we believe in, I mean, of course, I'm 17. So um, by 17, I mean 12. 
God, that was a fucking a inappropriate. You were a child. What a gross joke. But um, but uh, no, but but I, I um, I wish that my communication with my mom had been such as that I could have just been like, Mom, we believe different things. I'm having sex. I value myself. I love you. And um, I think approaching it with, you know, I'm an adult and this is what happened. I want you to be my best friend. I want to feel really close to you. This is why I'm telling you this. And this is why it's important to me. We grew up in like a culture of fear around our parents where we didn't have a ton of honest communication. And I feel like if I had just been like, yeah, mom and dad, I'm totally smoking a bowl. Um, they would have been like, get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> but, <laughs> but all the same, <laughs> um, that would have paved the way a little bit anyway. So I, I wouldn't, I, I would encourage, you know, talking to her about it and, um, and, and with, with dignity and, and about your project and about what you're doing and maybe if you feel like going into all the decision making, but you don't necessarily need to do that either. Yeah, like I was young and I just, you know, I just wasn't ready. And of course, yeah, it. there's a like, million looking different back reasons. At it, I'm happy I did, but I wonder if she would be, if she would think I, I should have had the baby because I was with somebody that I loved and my family still talks about them, you know. You know, I wonder if, and I'm 33 now and I'm not married and I don't have kids and I'm, I'm happy. Like I'm pursuing all of my goals and I don't regret it like at all. But I wonder if she would think you should have done it. Maybe, but, but that'll pass. You know what I mean? Like truly time, like they want to be close to you. They love you. You love them. This will pass. And you just say, I think you just say everything that's... You just got to be honest and truthful with them. And if they have a problem with that, that is on them. That is That should not be on you. Yeah. I think that yeah. that ultimately is the most important thing. Um, your podcast sounds amazing. Are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. I've been like so nervous before every interview. And <laughs> as we're editing it, I'm. Uh, it's just, it's sounding more and more like a show. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is coming out. Like, this is yeah. this is sounding like a show. And that's why I was just like, what the fuck? What do I do with this part? Like, do I keep it in to be, like, honest and vulnerable? Or do I take it out until, like, do I, like, make, like, a family-friendly version <laughs> to, to also, like, send to my mom and her friends and stuff? But then it would probably come back to her. Like, in a in a future episode, I do date a girl, and she doesn't know that I ever dated a girl. Um, and I was already like, okay, I'm keeping this in because it's important to me to keep it in. And I'm going to have to tell her over the Christmas break, like, Hey mom, I dated a girl for a while. You didn't know because like, you know, I wasn't ever going to bring her home. Like we weren't, we never got to the point where I was bringing her home kind of thing. So then now I, it's going to have to be this like, kind of like double whammy, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I dated a girl plus. Um, I also had an abortion like 10 years ago, which like, I want to be honest with her. I want her to like, love me like for who I really am. I, you know, I'm just the lesbian part. I feel like she'll be okay with, like, I feel like she'll accept it. I have a gay brother, so she'll be all right. But now it's also 
you know, like kind of like a moral thing, but I do love making it. It's just nerve wracking a little. <laughs> I, listen, I, I think that with all these creative decisions, you have, you cannot be thinking about the people close to you that will, that, you know, at least that that's, it's impossible for me. I mean, between the book and the podcast, like it's so, that was a huge, that's been a huge struggle for me, but I don't want to be thinking about the judgment of my family and friends and people that I love. I want to be thinking about exactly what I, what uh, the project that I want to create in exactly the way I want to do it. So I I think you, I think you have to stick to that and, and there may be, you know, some uncomfortable bits for a minute or two. Um, but, uh, but I, I think you have to do this exactly as you envision it. I think that's, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm with you. I mean, yeah. I would go one step further and, and record the conversation with a mom and maybe use it as content and stitch it into the podcast. You can't do that. I well, know, you, I know. but you know what you, you could do though, Bridget, tell her initially. Yeah. And then, and if she, if, if she surprises you a little bit and reacts like, like, okay, I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, we're all good. Then say, well, the mom, could we record this conversation? Because yeah. weirdly I called this other podcast and talk to them about it before we talk exactly, about it. Exactly. <laughs> right. Mom, can you tell Anna Ferris how you feel this? <laughs> You'd be like, who's Anna Ferris? <laughs> oh, no. She doesn't know who No, that's, um, a, that's a good thing. Bye, Bridget. <laughs> no, no, but, but, um, but, you know, I, I think, um, I think it's important to give our parents benefit of the doubt, especially as they get older. They become more liberal, They're, or maybe not liberal, but you know, they they get to know it. They view it, start to view us as adults. Hopefully, I think when you're open, yeah. when you're open and honest, and you you do give them the consideration that you are, I think that goes a long way. But don't let that consideration weigh you down in terms of what your overall you know, goal is, you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, you know, hopefully tell her like, look, it's also not like 52 episodes of 52 people that you've dated. How many episodes? Are there? <laughs> There's only like, um, so I, I'm interviewing six guy. Well, six people that I've dated. Yeah. So just tell her there's six episodes. Now she'll be, she'll be fine with that. She'll be good with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bridget, we're, doing, yeah. we're on the fourth a, season got, of people that I do here. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget, hey, listen, like, please, you know, don't feel ashamed or anything or, you know, and well, at least I'm sure you, you don't, I'm whatever. I don't mean I'm treading into water that I like. No, no, that's okay. But I, you know, it's, it's not something I'm proud of, but like, I also, I'm happy I did it. So I don't know. Yeah. And nobody really needs to give their reasons. They're personal and private, but, um, but. Um, please do get back in touch with us. Send and, me the pilot of the podcast. Us, yes. Yeah. I'd love awesome. to, we'd love to hear it. I will. I'll send it to you. Yeah. I'll send it. <laughs> I'd be happy to. And do to make, make, make the podcast that you want, that you would want to hear as a listener, you know? Yeah. Well, when I say one thing, can I just do this? Sure. Hey, Anna. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Now will you tell <laughs> Sim, fuck you, Sim? Okay, on the count of three. Okay. One, two, three. Fuck, Fuck you, Sim. Sim. All right. Good night, Bridget. We Thank you so much. Bye, Bridget. Keep us posted. Bye. All right. 
Looks like we're going to get you out on time. Oh, wow. Okay. Colin. All right. Is that thank it? Thank you yeah. so much. Of course. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry that I'm splitting. I could do this all afternoon long. It's really fun to talk about yourself, isn't it? It's fun to talk with you about myself. Oh, don't be modest. Oh, You're going to talk please. to your car the whole way home. <laughs> and then to your You're dog. You're going to go so fast. <laughs> You're going to grow and go so fast. <laughs> Look at you going so fast. Oh, so you're going to turn. fast. Look grow. At you. Look grow. at that. Look at that. Oh, you grow. just indicated you're going to turn into that lane. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you using oh. those blink. Flash those high beams, buddy. You flash those high beams. Oh, maybe I'll clean my windshield. Yeah. Oh, look at you getting all soapy and wet, and my vision is clear. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say on my car ride. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye. She's a